Wildlife scientist Dr Vanessa Pirotta is renowned for harnessing state-of-the-art technology in her research on whales. She's researched how sound devices can prevent whales getting tangled up in fishing gear and even used custom-built drones to harvest whale snot. Now, Vanessa's looking at ways of deploying AI in the fight against illegal wildlife trafficking, work that's been reported on recently in the journal Frontiers in Conservation Science. Vanessa and her team are currently teaching computers to detect smuggled wildlife at airports and mail centres around Australia. Dr Vanessa Perotta, welcome to Sunday Extra. Thank you so much and what a lovely introduction. It's great to have you, Vanessa. Could you give us a bit of a snapshot of the wildlife trafficking problem in Australia first up? Yes, so wildlife trafficking is a problem not only within Australia but also globally. But specifically, if we focus on Australia, we only know a small percentage of exactly what is going on and this Mm. is only from seized examples. So many of the ways in which people traffic animals such as reptiles, birds, for example, is only known from seized examples. So we don't actually know the entire picture of what's going on. So it's the tip of the iceberg. And I suppose the work that you've been doing is to try and uh, get at least a little bit more tip, if nothing else. Um, (laughs) Are are we talking about animals being smuggled into Australia or out of Australia or both? We're talking about both. So animals going out of Australia is removing native wildlife, which goes against our protection because fortunately we have good federal and state protection of wildlife and Mm. flora, I must point out. But we're also talking about the animals coming in, the exotics. We don't necessarily want them to be running free in our environment. They can cause huge problems for our agricultural industry They can even spread disease such as zoonosis, which could be a disease passed from an animal to a human. So it's a big problem, a big biosecurity problem, and we've got to do something to try and stop it. What sort of methods are being used for smuggling animals into and out of Australia and how did that shape the work that you've been doing? Oh, well, gosh, your listeners are probably maybe enjoying a cup of tea on a Sunday or... Yeah, right. Yeah, we should probably put a bit of a trigger warning on this part of the conversation. (laughs) That's right. So unfortunately, people try to hide animals. So this is why it's referred to as smuggling. And one of the ways they can do it is they can use chip packets such as Pringles. So, you know, take out your Pringles and put in a lizard, unfortunately. Mm. Drink bottles, socks rice cookers and everything I'm talking about here is literally things that we know of and are publicly available. So these are the things that people have been caught for doing the wrong thing. So it's it's often in cramped environments and lizards and birds, they don't, they're unable to move very well and they don't have much air. And as you can imagine, the majority actually pass away during the activity or if they make it over to their destination, they will die soon after. Vanessa, the paper that we're talking about speaks of a promising detection route. Could you tell us what that promising detection route is and why it's so promising? We use the word promising because already we have actions in place to try and detect illegal wildlife trafficking at Australia's front line. So that's human detection through Australian Border Force, biosecurity officers and also detection dogs. So that's one thing. So we we have this in place, but this is a complementary tool that we're looking at here. So this is really key. So this is not to replace people for detecting illegal wildlife trafficking, but more of an assistance using artificial intelligence. 
Now, this is a collaborative study with the Australian federal government and key players include agriculture as well as environment and rapid scan systems, which provide the 3D x-ray machines and Taronga Conservation Society. So together, we have come together to produce computer algorithms. So in short, we're teaching computers to look for trafficked wildlife in both mail and traveler luggage pathways. And in short, the way in which we do that is we scan animals, dead animals in this case. And what we do is we scan that using 3D x-rays and then we produce a reference library. So lots of images with the animals presented in different ways. So the computer can go, oh, okay, I've seen this animal before. Oh, it looks slightly different, but I think that's a lizard. And Vanessa, we know that training animals can be challenging. What about training algorithms to recognize animals? What was the AI part of the process in this study? Ah, yeah, that is very true. And I used to be a former animal trainer and computers don't necessarily do so well with reinforcement. So <laughs> with, with computers, we simply really need a lot of information. The more information you have, so the more images of it, the way an animal looks, the better an algorithm will be able to perform. And that makes sense. The more information you have, the more knowledge you have. Knowledge is power. So for our algorithms rather, they really rely on a huge sample size. The bigger the sample size, the better they are at performance. And so this is why our research is a world first, because not only are we being able to show that we can use explosive technology, like in terms of detection of explosives, in this case, the use of 3D x-rays for detecting wildlife, but also we've been able to produce the AI component to specifically look for three animal classes, and that being fish, birds, and lizards. And that's a huge step forward in our fight against illegal wildlife trafficking. But as your paper points out, the quality and the breadth of the data is going to be significant in terms of how much can be picked up at the, uh, the point of scanning. So presumably more work like what you've started doing is going to be required to improve the effectiveness of monitoring and detection. Absolutely. So the more information we have on a variety of animals as well, the better we are at hopefully stopping this activity. And this is not just Australian based. The idea of creating these algorithms is to be deployed globally. Mm. So this has global implications, which is really cool because this project is really, it's wonderful. It's got science, technology, you've got super cool AI, you've, you're working towards protecting wildlife conservation. This is all in the name of science and this is exactly my jam, so to speak, if you're being <laughs> very general. But this, this kind of stuff is really at the forefront because we have huge stakeholders coming together to make this happen. And fortunately, we've been the first in the scientific literature in the world to publish on this. And that's why this is so important that we're talking about it. And you mentioned that the preliminary work focused on three classes of animals. Out of interest, was one of the classes somehow more easy to detect as you were trying to train the detection algorithm? Yes. Yes, a good question. And one of those would be, well, I would say birds and lizards were pretty good because they're unique. So mm. a bird may look different on the outside world. So you might have a cockatoo versus a macaw. The cockatoo is loud and vivacious. Well, so is the macaw. And they can look very different on the outside. But once you scan them, they've all got those little features that look just oh, like I a see, little. Yeah. Also, the lizards, they all look very similar. So they've got those features, a skeleton. They've got meat. They've got uh, four legs. But where if you have a fish, 
Well, they can vary. So they can look very much like a potato. So there's a little bit of challenge there. But, you know, we overcome this. And fortunately, the algorithm team is able to be adaptable and we can use this new technology to adapt to how traffickers might be adapting their behaviour to smuggling animals. Well, Dr. Vanessa Perotta, it's been great speaking with you about your latest work, but I can't let you go without asking you to tell us just a little bit about how you use drones to collect whale snot. Again, this is an example of using new technologies to access an animal that's the size of a bus and an animal that's not likely to sit for a PCR or a COVID test, right? So uh, this application is a collaborative project as well. So we've been able to essentially say, can we use drones to collect lung bacteria from whales without them knowing about it? And we've been able to prove this and our research remains ongoing. So we essentially build these waterproof drones that have a Petri dish on them. This is a plastic little circular dish with a lid. Then once a whale takes a breath, so it's that... That's the sound they make. That's that breathing out. That's a very good impression. So these animals, once they take a breath, the drone will deliberately be flown through that sample. The Petri dish will open, collect the juicy sample and then shut. Now we want want the drone to come back to the boat so I can assess the sample. And from this research, we've been able to show that humpback whales in Australian waters share similar bacteria to other whale populations around the world. We were the first in the world to essentially collect viruses via this method from whales, which directly linked some individuals to areas down in Antarctica. We were also able to start an assessment for what is relatively healthy for a humpback whale and then compare that to when a whale strands and you know, whale stranding is a big topic. We've seen that recently in, in yes. news. So there's so much application and we continue to adapt our drones to do other exciting things. So watch this space because when you have technology that's emerging in you and you've got great minds coming together, I mean, this whole all research, whale research, wildlife trafficking research, it encompasses such great headspace here in Australia and a great example of how people can come together to make science a valuable contribution for wildlife conservation. Absolutely, and it does make me wonder whether there might be a subset of fail videos on YouTube of (laughs) uh, drones trying to collect whale snot. Um, I'll be checking that out later on, but thanks very much, Dr Vanessa Perotta, for speaking with us about the full breadth of your research on Sunday Extra. Thank you. And Vanessa Perotta is a postdoctoral researcher and wildlife scientist at Macquarie University. Getting in touch with ABCRN is easy. Join the conversation live using the ABC Listen app's call and text features.